Um, did you now, James, you keep up on the news a lot. Did you hear about the, uh, the workers at the donut factory who all walked out? I did not. I did not hear about you that. You did not. They were, they were fed up with the whole business. Oh, oh. it's a bad joke. It's a bad, it's a, oh, see, the, it, the, Kim, this is, we need, <laughs> yeah, I need this. I need this, Kim, this. No, you, nobody needs, nobody needs this. See, here's the thing. Um, we have to have some fun. And if the listeners don't love it, I'll give them their money back. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so, so listeners, you're hearing uh, a third voice on today's podcast uh, because Kim and I have a special guest that we're going to get to here in just a moment, uh, but let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, Kim, why don't you tell the listeners who they're, who they're listening to? What are they doing? What are they sure. doing? Um, the, I, I don't know. I don't know what's prompted them to turn this on, but uh, happy for it. It's fixing things inside of me that are broken. Um, but uh, my name is Kim. I am a straight white cisgender female living in Los Angeles. Um, I work in television production and also have a little side hustle where I am running a nonprofit trying to increase voter turnout through uh, voter education. Dan is wearing one of our shirts, which is very helpful for this audio media. Listen, <laughs> they can hear how excited I am. I don't know. We'll, I'll take a picture sure. of it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you, we're the people I, I, I'm excited to, uh, continue to talk about that as well. Uh, so, Hey, I'm Dan. I'm the other half of this team. Why is it always a question? Uh, I am, I am a a white cisgender, straight hetero male living in Michigan, uh, tend to be in the middle of the political spectrum, but love having discussions and exploring how much I love our flawed, but beautiful country. Uh, hence, my America. So welcome to the show. And we are excited to welcome a guest today. Um, Kim and I have been talking over the last few episodes about like m- myself as an independent, typically leaning to the right kind of voter. I am disappointed and frustrated by the Republican Party. Uh, Kim, you feel the same way, but for a much longer time. I'm, I'm um, trying to be very nice because we have a very nice guest <laughs> on the show. Um I am not as surprised as you yeah. are because I have seen it yeah. kind of, yeah, it's not a surprise to me, but, and it feels like it was always kind of headed that this way, just because a slow, a train is slow. doesn't mean that they're not on a track to go somewhere. Yeah, I got to write that down. I'm going to tweet that later. Should write that, down. Uh, that should be on a mug. You're right. <laughs> it should be on a mug. But the two of us talking about it really kind of gets us nowhere. So um, I know this, this young man as a Republican and we are connected through social media. We're also connected locally here in Michigan. And I thought, you know, this James kid, man, he is on fire for politics, uh, which is honestly a little abnormal for a high schooler. Uh, but James, you're a, a junior this year. Yep. I'm going to be a junior. Yep. Okay. So, so you getting involved in politics is first of all, kind of a little bit abnormal um, being a, a Republican who is speaking out against our former president, president Trump um, and getting some flack for it. Uh, but your journey hasn't been like, it's been interesting. So, so here we are, James Asher, welcome to my America. Thank you. Uh, should I do a little intro? Sure, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about you and what you've got going on. Yeah. So I'm uh, James. I live here in Michigan. So uh, uh, beautiful, beautiful state. No place I'd rather live. Um, but I got involved in politics, like you said, at a very young age. I actually got involved in politics in sixth grade. And it wasn't, I always tell people this, politics is very personal. It's very personal to me. Um, I'm actually a child of adoption. You know, I had a really rough childhood. And I saw, 
I didn't get involved in politics to stop things that I didn't like, but to support things that I liked. So here in our state, I saw leaders, um, specifically Congressman Upton and Senator Margaret O'Brien, former senator, who were bringing to politics things that I really liked, integrity, honesty, and standing up for what they believe in. And that is why I got involved in politics. Again, not to stop things, but to support those things. And so I've yeah. been, uh, here I am, I've started off, you know, just door knocking and um, I've had the opportunity over the years to kind of uh, go up the ladder and start working on campaigns and um, more on the official side. And I'm having a great opportunity. I'm having, uh, it's, it's awesome. been, it's been great. And I, and I can only imagine you're learning a ton, which is cool. Oh yeah. Um, Always learning. I, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, so my first question for you, James, is, is let's just start with check, checking the temperature of the water. What's your, what's your feeling? What's your take on the, the Republican party in general right now? I think that the Republican party is, it's at a turning point. It really is. It's whether we're going to stand up for who we are or who we used to be. And, or are we going to bow down to a former presidential candidate that lost the election by 7 million votes. You know, I look at a couple of weeks ago, I would have considered myself, you know, I still think I'm more moderate, especially on the social issues, but I didn't realize that you could be a constitutional conservative like Liz Cheney, but be conservative in your policies, but still stand up for um, stand up against President Trump. And I think after realizing that you could do that and seeing her leadership, it really has inspired me that, you know, I still, if somebody like her, who's had a high position in the party, is conservative in her policies, is definitely a Republican, but still is against Trump. Um, it, it was inspiring to see that. But here's the turning point that I also realized is that this is not anymore about supporting conservative values or conservative policies in this party. It's right now, it's about loyalty. And it's not even about loyalty to, to the Trump agenda because Liz Cheney was the most loyal to the Trump agenda, but it's about if you're loyal to Donald Trump himself. And they just replaced her with somebody that voted against all of Trump's big things but is loyal to Trump himself. So we're seeing right now that it's the Republican party is trying to figure out who it is. And right now it's a little concerning where it's going down the path to be. Kim, what do you think? I see the wheels turning. It's so interesting to me. I mean, I, I have so many thoughts because you are very young and it's very inspiring that you're so involved and clearly educated about the issues and really paying attention. Super inspiring. So Mike, what is it? So you, you, you referenced Cheney as a turning point for you. Um, I saw you speaking out even before that. Right. What's interesting is I can remember a year ago, maybe two years ago. I don't remember exactly when it was. I saw your, your support for our president, which like the presidential office, of course we support them. We want them to be successful. We, you know, I get that. Um, but, you know, I can remember even seeing like a, you shared a photo of you, you and Ivanka. Right. Um, so you, like you were, right. you know, I might, I, I might say you, you were all in with that agenda. <laughs> Um, what is it that changed for you? Why are you not falling so, into this cult-like behavior? So that photo with Ivanka, so that was actually an opportunity through the Upton campaign. And again, Upton is by no means, he's been a very 
critical in a voice of the former president. He's been that way for all presidents. He, you know, yeah. Um, so that that picture with Ivanka was an opportunity. It was a, it was, um, it was a talk that she had with a local business. So, and we we had gone and it was a good opportunity. And I, and you know, I, my issue really remains more with the former president himself, um, Ivanka. I, she's his daughter. She's always going to be tied to him. That's just how it's going to be. So getting a photo with her, um, I've always been critical of President Trump, but I've always stood, as far as his policies, there's a lot of policies that I'm not going to lie. I do agree with, you know, I'm still a Republican. As he was, as a conservative, he was a, he, he did conservative policies. But the big turning point is for me is that, and like I mentioned Liz Cheney, is that it's much more than, a president is much more than what they do in office. It's about the morale and how they handle the country. And COVID, and as you saw, you mentioned two years ago, I may have been more, it's true, two years ago, I would have been more in line with the Trump uh, agenda. But what I have noticed is that Two years ago, when you're in a situation like that, where you have someone who's running for president, I mean, four years ago, and you get on his train, there's been things over time that you notice that are, do become more like a cult. So the first one was with the coronavirus, him first calling it a hoax, and all of the Trump supporters saying, oh, it's a hoax, it's a hoax. And then you have the election lie, and oh, the election was stolen, the election was stolen. And then just a couple of days ago, somebody tried telling me that January 6th didn't even happen. It was a peaceful protest. So as all these things mm -hmm. add up, if you're a person, you know, you, you cannot start to take, you know, if you're a person who's able to think for themselves, which I consider myself somebody to be like that, you cannot but not happen to kind of fade away from um, the, the party, not the party, but um, Trump himself. So you're you're correct. Years ago, I would have been more inclined to support the president and defend him, and that's true. Um, but as all these things start adding up, it you you kind of have to start realizing who you are. You know, are you a Republican yeah. or are you a Trumplican? So there you go. What a oh yeah. What do you think it's going to take for more Republicans to have that similar breakthrough as well? You know. Because it's just not like you, the party cannot win like this. You know, if you're if you're looking at just brass tacks, like as a, a, a very, very liberal liberal, um, you know, frankly, it's fine if you guys don't figure out the answer to winning. Listen, <laughs> it's fine by me. <laughs> but, but that doesn't help anything. But like, you know, like as a as a party, the way you the way that they're running right now, it's just it's not a recipe for success. Like we see that we see that when Trump's on the ballot, people lose right. their election. So, so I'm just wondering like, what's, you know, I think that's a really good question. I'm really glad that you asked that because I, I have a, I have always said this, the modern day politics of subtraction does not add up to winning election. Democrats, you have far left people like Bernie, and then you have people that are more moderate, like Biden they're in the same party and they have their disagreements, but you don't see them kicking each other out of each other's party. You've never seen, you've never seen Biden say Bernie and his people should never be in the democratic party. What you have right now in the Republican yeah. party is a 
almost hate for anyone who considers themselves a moderate, but not just that, a hate for anyone for who disagrees with Donald Trump. So, like I said, it's not, it's going to take the Republican Party, so it's going to take us losing a lot of elections to realize that we're, you know, we're going to have to move on and fight for our conservative values or our Republican principles if we were, we're going to want to win. Because what we're doing right now is we're really pushing away people. You don't win elections by taking away people out. You, you open as a big tent. You say, these are conservative principles. This is what the Republican Party stands for. You don't do that if you kick people out. And, and that's just common math. You know, two plus two does not get five. You know, it it right. it doesn't make sense. So we're going to have to lose some elections yeah. and we're going to have to either split as a party. We're going to have to lose some elections. Um, it's going to be hard. You know, what do, what do you what are you seeing in your um, your peer group? I would say, what are the, what are the kids talking about? I sound like an old man, but what do you <laughs> What are the youths are the talking youths? about these do days? You, what are you guys doing on TikTok? Do you, are you guys, are you talking about this stuff with like with your friends and things? Like, are you guys passionate about this or yeah, is this so, just like, I don't care. No, I, a lot of my friends. Um, so the kids my age that are Republicans, they're very pro-Trump. So I don't see a lot of people like myself who are mm. Republican, but don't love Trump. So Right now, for me, if I see people that are, that are like my age, they either love Trump or they're a Democrat. And so I'm, mm. and I will say that I, um, a lot of people my age, they are, I think that social media has a lot to do with it. And I find that a little bit concerning because I see a lot of people post things on social media that they really don't know the full issue of. They just see a nice graphic and they share it and they, they, they're really warped by media and um the, the celebrities and people that really mm. have a lot of pull and um so it, it'll be really interesting to see as people get older if they continue to be that way or if they are willing to you know find their own opinions i will say that mm. trump as um for people that are you know considering like what party am i going to be in He's really pushed young people to be Democrats or left leaning yeah. um, because as we're, you know, we're growing up in a time where we're very open to the idea of being more progressive on social issues. What, even if you are growing up in a, a conservative or Republican household, you know, I find myself, I'm more cons- uh, liberal on the social issues. Um, so we're, we're going up in an age that no matter what background you're coming out in, you're going to end up being more liberal on the social issues. And when you have somebody like Trump and people that are young who are more liberal on the social issues, they just don't mix together. So a lot of people are going to the left. Um, And and then I do find a middle ground with a lot of people who are independent. Um, My best friends, they're Democrats, but they worked on Congressman Upton's campaign too, because they realized that, you know, you don't have to agree with every policy, but integrity, the issues on the social issues that I just talked about are important to the young folks. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I think, I mean, we've talked about it on my America, the, the tyranny of, or you either are this or you're that. And then also the other one is the enemy 
like my, my opponent is my enemy and I don't, I, I, I can't stand that. And I see that from, from many different kinds of people, but I tend to see that from the, the Trumplicans, as you call them, James, right. of like, if you don't agree with me, you're my enemy and I'm going to take you down. And that's where we get January 6th. And like, it's, it's real. Y'all, you, y'all we saw it happen. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think that you, uh, you bring up a really good point in that we, uh, it's, Again, that you talked about the tyranny of the or. I think that's the biggest. That is the key to what the Republican Party is going for, is that they're giving us only two options. It's you love Trump or you are a rhino. That's that's the only options that you're they're giving us right now. So uh, that's all I had to say. I, who knows if if Trump will serve any time. He's obviously being investigated now for criminal acts uh, or his organization is being investigated. Do you think that your party and like members of your party will change their view of him if he's in jail? (laughs) Or do you think that it's just going to be, this is the liberals like Biden, uh, you know, attacking your political opponent? So no, not at all. I think that, um, yeah, great. No, great. (laughs) I think that if if, it's really concerning, I think that, um, if, you could have somebody incite a attack on our democracy. I don't think that they'll care one bit if he cheated on his taxes or if his organization, or even if he's in jail, if he's in jail, I guarantee, I guarantee you that they'll say that, Oh, the liberals put him in jail. Um, you know, the left wing media, this is the Biden, you know, they'll probably somehow they'll still somehow blame Biden for Trump being in jail. Um, it's no, I don't think that all. And I think, unfortunately, the, the, and I hate, I don't want to, because I still stand for, you know, I, I still have hope for my party, please, you know, fingers crossed. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, But, um, it is, we're in a a time where we're going to have to fall really, really hard to knock some sense into us. And it's, it's any day that it's coming. So is, is that being talked about among the party? Like you, you volunteer for and were, and have worked for Congressman Upton's campaign here in Michigan. You're obviously plugged in to politics. Yeah. Is that part of the discussion from the moderates? They're like, we're screwed right now, guys, but we got to do something. The moderates are being kicked out. You can even find moderates on the executive committee here in the sixth district. Jason Watts, like the sixth district is the Republican committee for all of Congressman Upton's seat. It just got taken over by Trumpicans. Jason Watts, who was a moderate, who said, you know, I don't really, you know, I stand, I still stand with Fred. I don't really like how, you know, President Trump handled things. He got kicked out. So that conversation uh-huh. is not even allowed to happen right now. It's, it's not even condoned, accepted. Um, among moderates, our only option right now is it's, it's hard to find another moderate right now. That's what I'm, that's what's yeah. really concerning. That's why I'm so excited to be on this podcast or have the opportunity to even speak out is because yeah. the opportunity to talk about, you said the opportunity to talk among moderates right now, you can't even find another moderate. It seems like, and if you do, you're kicked out of everything. You're a rhino. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. It's really you dangerous. Can't. It's really dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like I almost laugh because it's, it's so ridiculous, but then it is, it's very dangerous 
you know, it's, I, I've, I've talked about in my own social media about like the cult like behavior of the Trump su- supporters, not just like, yeah, I'm a Republican. So I guess I'll vote for him. Cause he's all I got. Like that's one thing, but the ones who are flying the flags and who have the, 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 the big things out front to say, you know, Trump 2020, no more bullshit. I'm like, wait a minute. He's been in power for four years. It's still his. anyway. Um, like that, that just blind faith cult like behavior is extremely concerning. It's one thing to just kind of go, yeah, fine, whatever. I guess I'll vote for him because I have to, but it's another to just like love what he does and go, no, his lies are not lies. The coronavirus is a hoax and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, like, no, we gotta, where's the hope, man. I'm feeling hopeless, James. Where's the hope brother. Um, you know, you have to, uh, <laughs> if I had the answer, I would, I, if, if there was an answer to that, then Fred Upton would probably be the conference chair right now. So, um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, um, we're, like I said, we're, I will say that you don't find hope. You don't, you know, you don't get a beautiful diamond just by finding you, you know, a diamond starts out very rough and you have to really work with it and it comes out beautiful right now. I think we're at the stage where we are, man, I can already see the attack ads in 20 years when I run for office. James Asher says this on podcast when he's 17, but right now we we're screwed until we, we're going to have to be screwed until we figure out um, who we are. So the hope um, right now it's, I, I will say this, there's light still in this dark tunnel. We have people like Liz Cheney and Congressman Upton and those th- and 36 people that are willing to vote with Democrats sometimes. There are people that are standing up. Our jobs, and somebody like you who's an independent, who leans a little right, our jobs, if we want to be heard, we have to support those people. We have to, if we can't talk, you know, being on a podcast and you're, you know, talking about these things are nice, but if we really want to save our party, we have to act. We have to support people like Congressman Upton, where we may not always agree, but we have to stand up for those people who are willing to, to are being attacked right now. Liz Cheney is might not even win her reelection, but we have to stand up for people that are willing to, on the national level, um, give us moderates or us people that are not Trumplicans who are Republicans um, an opportunity to speak up. So we have to support those people. That's our job. Those are people, those people are our hope. I honestly, right now. So we have to support them. Yeah. And I can, I can hear the hope in your voice. So I, I'm not completely hopeless. Yeah. Um, we do need two parties. This isn't a matter of never having a Republican vote again. Like we need two parties, at, at least two parties, but anyway, right. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but at that yeah. national level, we, we need more than one voice for sure. And I think that we get into this. If I don't agree with anything, if I don't agree with one thing, I don't agree with anything that you say, and we just can't go there anymore. Yeah. Right. What do you, what, what excites you right now about politics and where we are in the world and what's going on in current events? Like what do you, what do you find hoping? I think that America is, and will always be defined by the word possibility. You know, I think that, you know, I know that's something that the president says sometimes, but I think it's absolutely true. I think that if we get in the idea in the mindset that the Republican Party is forever doomed, then then we've lost all hope. But we have to keep in mind that our country's gone through much harder things than 
a party that you know supports a former president and, and, and you know it is dangerous to have cult like behavior but our country has been through much harder things and mm. it would be almost silly to think that there's no hope in this country i'm excited for the future i'm excited that there are people that there's few but there are people that are willing to stand up um for what is right and america the state of our union although it may look torn it is stronger than ever we are you know we are if you would have talked about where we are now 40 years ago people 40 years ago would have been like america never would be where it is right now um even through all this divisiveness there still is there's still a lot of hope and we have we have a lot of great things to do so if we ever if we get in a mindset that we're off wherever doomed, we will be doomed so we have to keep our heads up you know we have to get out there knock doors donate the campaigns we we believe in and we have to vote you know we have to vote we cannot it it's an amazing ability that we have to have such a voice you know in some countries we won't even be able to talk about things like this so america right. is a beautiful yeah. country and uh there's there's so much hope we just have to look for it and we have to fight for it we have to fight for it yeah Amen. And and fight at the ballot box, not with um, horns on our head and right pooping on the Capitol floor. Anyway, right. I felt um, like that was a good speech. <laughs> I should add in. I'm James Ash, and I approved this message to the end of that. That was pretty good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That was. Yeah. James, what are you guys trying? What? What? Why do you guys hate voting so much? Hey, What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Listen. I, you know, it, it, it's fine. I, my job is going to be obviously as hard as you guys work to rebuild your party to crush it. And that's good. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> but why do you, why do you guys hate voting um, so much? What's going on? So I will say that I looked at bills like, I think it's Senate bill one or HR one, the, you know, currently what the Democrats are trying to push in the house for. There's a lot of things in there that I, I think that we need to have simple things like voter ID and in absentee ballots. We need to guarantee that. Um, I don't think that there was a lot of fraud, but I think that to ensure that Republicans get can get behind such voting measures, we need um, we need to support things like that. And I don't think that um, I I there are a lot of Republicans who seem to be against this election these election reforms. And I think that it's important that, you know, I personally support most election reforms, um, but I think to get Republican support, we need to be, we need to stand strong on, yes, we're going to make sure that ideas shown to vote. We're going to make sure that people are citizens that are voting. Um, and there do needs to be some fixes to the absentee voting system. I mean, I'm not saying that to, you know, I'm not saying that um, there was a lot of, there was overwhelming fraud, like, ex-president claims but there are instances that even i know personally where there was some inconsistencies not on a national level but my grandmother she got like three absentee ballots in the mail for three people of her family that have passed away and and oh, wow. so when you see things like that it does i think it does concern people it does we do need to have reforms but we also need to give um, if we want to vote, you know, you're, you're, I'm, it's great to see that, you know, you're doing uh, so much work with voting, but we need to guarantee that Republicans are confident to vote. 
So we need to have things like um, making sure that signatures are are read, uh, um, ideas shown, and then also find and fix the problems with what we saw with people getting votes of people that have passed away. I'm not saying, I, I will say that I don't think that contributed to any way. I'm not trying to say that, oh, the election was stolen. Um, but with every election, there's inconsistencies all throughout history. And all, all throughout history, there's going to be some fraud, not 7 million votes worth. Not 7 million votes worth. And so when you see those, those, when you see those problems, you have to fix them. I don't think that means that we have to take away um, ID or we have to make voting. Um, we, we, have to, we have to be careful to make sure that voting is protected, but we also have to be careful to make sure that people trust the electoral system. The biggest problem and such something that's so dangerous about what Trump's pushing right now is that the election is stolen and that could scare millions and millions and millions of people from voting in our next election. And it's going to end up hurting Republicans. Good stuff, man. James, this has been fun. Um, I want to make sure people who are enjoying the conversation can stay connected with you. Um, yes. Where, where do you got your own show? you got your own social, you got your, your company that you, that you run uh, with some, some political consulting stuff. Uh, where do you send people? Yeah. So um, if anyone really wants to reach out to me, the quickest and easiest way would probably to um, reach out to me on, or send me an email. I can give you, uh, I can, my email is, is james at jamestasher.com. It's very simple. Um, again, james at jamestasher.com. And then I, like you said, I do have my own podcast. We talk about teen mental health, which is something that's very important. And, you know, I couldn't not come on the show and not share that. Mental health in this country, especially among teens, is something that is so stigmatized, and we really have to be willing to have these conversations just as much as we want to talk about politics, talking about our bodies and our what's going on inside our heads is so important. So my podcast is called The Start of Something. Um, you guys can find that on anywhere you guys find your podcasts. Um, yeah, it's, 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 cool. it's a really important issue. So I, if, if you're interested in politics, talking about teen mental health or mental health is just as important. Yeah. Awesome. We'll put those in the show notes too. Uh, I hope, I hope the show goes well for you, my friend. Appreciate you being on, on my America and uh, spreading, spreading the, the hope and the love uh, as cheesy as that might sound. Like oh, I genuinely know that you, that you are. This so. is how conversations should be. I, I, you know, I'll just end that. You don't, we would not be able to have this without having people call me a rhino or say that you're a liberal or say that, you know, Kim is probably a socialist. So we right. wouldn't, we wouldn't <laughs> be able to have this conversation. So it's really great. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, good luck with your guys' show. I've listened to a couple of, uh, of your other episodes. I can't wait to listen cool. to future ones. And um, if you guys ever want to have me back on, I'd love to. Yeah, you got it, man. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Yeah. That was great. I bit my tongue. During yeah. That. I, I, <laughs> um, Look. I think I had to go to the hospital yeah. for the amount of times that I, that I, I just want to, for anyone still listening and certainly nothing against James, but really want to make clear that there, the instance of fraud is so low that it would not have changed any outcomes in any elections. And I still stand by yeah. how we do not need voter IDs, that they are a hindrance, that they are stopping people from voting. Now that's my opinion. I'm not 
waiting until James is gone to like <laughs> say it behind his back. I just didn't want to waste yeah, yeah. any time, well, but also couldn't let this episode come like finish and then have people be like, but Kim, did you, is Kim in this? <laughs> and and I, I appreciate him <laughs> saying like the election was not stolen. There are not 7 million votes somewhere. Yeah. Like not at all. Now, are there inconsistencies? Mm-hmm. Sure. And and again, we could have a whole other because episode. Because human beings are yeah. humans. And we could have a whole other episode with James about like voter ID, like, like you and I did. We could maybe, maybe that's sure. a future one. Um, you know, yeah. I knew that you wouldn't be, have have time, frankly, to be like, James, here's what. So um, <laughs> let's start with yeah. math. <laughs> but no, that was good. I really appreciated James coming on. I love seeing the passion in a young yeah. person to say, let's all go vote. You know, whether I agree with everything he does or not, that's fine. Dude, get out and vote. Get your friends out. Let's do this. It's still very cool, very inspiring. He's obviously willing to have a conversation. Yeah. Very rational. Awesome. Uh, so there you go. So if you want to tell Kim how wrong she was uh, to not hold him to the fire. No, I'm kidding. Um, hit, <laughs> hit us up on social. I'm at Dan Moyle on Twitter and Instagram. And we are My America Pod, all those places as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm at Kim Moffat. Uh, Kim Moffat, not Kim Moffat the social. Uh, he was kidding. He, he was kidding. Yeah, but he's not wrong. <laughs> but like he's not that. wrong. Hey, I'm not a socialist. I mean, I, I mean, I have, I believe that, you know, I, what on a socialist, because I no. think we should have healthcare. Healthcare should be, should not be a hindrance to whether or not you can afford food. Isn't that what a, what a jerk you I are. am. You are, you are my enemy. All right. Well, we're out of time. That's my America. <laughs> Kim sucks. Uh, <laughs> I love having these conversations. Yeah. James, thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, you know, the start of something is his, his show. I listened to uh, some of that. It's good stuff uh, talking about mental health and just about like what's on his mind, which is really cool um, to see that out in the world. So young, young people are not lazy and entitled. Maybe there are some, but like, let's, let's give this next generation. It's fair due. So James, well done, man. Thanks for being young, on scrappy and hungry. young, scrappy and hungry, just like my country. Uh, I'm not going to sing it for you. No. Anyway, Please there don't. you go. My America pod at gmail.com to tell Kim that she needs to let me sing.